you know why? It's because uh, they're talking about the Mississippi River there, Mike. We're both chugging along on our Mark Twain adventures there. Uh, what's going on in the Mississippi? Well, Mark Twain is a man of the Mississippi. I don't know. Nothing now. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I bought you the the adventures of the Tom Sawyer there. Uh, the reason I was so inspired to do so is I purchased the American literature novel where they have like uh, Mark Twain's Mississippi writing. So I got the Tom Sawyer, the adventures there. I have his entire chronology or analog that he did of his Mississippi writings, which is basically the history of the Mississippi, and it's outrageous. Mm. And then he, and then it's followed up with a little, um, you know, Huckleberry Finn. Oh, that's cool. Dude, the depth to which this man goes down the history of the Mississippi and just the history of the world during, like, when we were discovering the wonders of the Mississippi, it's pretty wild stuff, man. It's like the Nile of the North America. Yeah. Imagine how boring it was back then. You got obsessed with a... uh... River? Well, I guess a river's better than Taylor Swift. Well, you know, you didn't have Pornhub back in those days, right? <laughs> so instead of Pornhub and jerking off nonstop, you're staring at the river and thinking like, oh, wonder how long this thing's been here. <laughs> Where does that river bend go to? <laughs> I'm go read a book about this. Well, not even that, man. Like the CCR, back in the 50s and 60s, the Credence... Clearwater Revival and John Fogarty hanging out there just writing tunes about the river bend and what lays beyond and you know what I mean? Like simpler times, dude, and pondering simpler thoughts, but thoughts nonetheless that I could sit here in 2024 and reflect almost the same on it, you know what I mean? Like uh, it's, it's amazing how we could go through amazing, drastic, crazy cultural shifts on a piece of land but throughout those time frames the mississippi rages on man just keeps on rolling it keeps on rolling down the river dude it's rolling down the river if you will (laughs) yeah i heard they're having a big problem down there at the delta they're like pretty soon new orleans won't exist well i mean that's just nature taking its course right you know i was thinking about climate change the other day this focus on the climate change and how it truly is an absurd argument just in its nature of the two words, climate change. Man, you guys are the party of science, the group of people who are all about worshiping the data and you know everything that we've accomplished in our modern era insofar as mapping our world and the history thereof. Doesn't the Earth just go through nonstop climate change on its own? Like, do we really have any impact in the long term, man? Like, the whole science and nature of Earth is changing climate, dude. We we go through ice ages and Jurassic periods and back and forth and in between nonstop for billions of years. Yeah, and even if you want to say we're pushing it a certain way, Show me a plan that doesn't involve eliminating most of the population. Did you see what they discovered around Saturn? It's a moon called Mimas, I believe. Mimas? Yes. Yeah, that has all the oil. Oh, not just that. They claim it's basically an ocean 
moon, like a moon made of water. <laughs> it's just like oh, I didn't see that. I think that's their new thing. Like maybe the oil is underneath it, or maybe you're talking about another moon. Yeah, there was this moon that they found that has like all this like methane and stuff, and everybody's like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> I thought you said that came from fossils. That's why we call it fossil fuel. The dinosaurs, if I'm to understand our current science, right? Uh... How how can it exist on these <laughs> planets that never had fossils? Have you seen the videos of the Saudi fellas out there saying that they have indisputable evidence that there are rivers of oil flowing throughout the earth? I'm sure there is. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever run out of oil. I think oil is pretty much a natural part of the earth. (laughs) Remember peak oil? Oh, that's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Peak oil. For those that don't know, we we were all supposed to worry about like, it was like 98 or 99 was going to be peak oil. We were going to have mined uh, half of the world's oil, and now it was downhill <laughs> from there. Well, our Running answer, out. I thought our answer to it was the Bush administration invaded Iraq and everyone bought a Hummer. <laughs> right? Wasn't that our solution to peak oil? <laughs> Remember, it disappeared. The Saudis laughed at it. Uh, we went way past that deadline, and then everybody looked around and was like, oh, no, no, it's because of the tar sands. <laughs> That's it. Technology got good enough. We'll never run out of oil. Well, we're going to run out of oil in, in 30 years now because of technology. And by the way, we took a hard left on green energy, and the Saudis and everybody else took a hard right on, we're just going to do oil all the way, and they're just abandoning their Mercedes in the deserts as, after they have a fun time driving them around <laughs> off of jumps, all right? And we're over here, like, paying $700 for, like, 10 groceries. I right? uh, <laughs> so, can't afford anything. <laughs> how's the green energy uh, movement working over here? How I are know. those windmills, man? <laughs> Did you see that Bill Maher? Yesterday. So I, well, I clipped some Bill Maher. Man, and I'm totally down to jump all in on it right away. Uh, God, that was a hard one to watch. I gotta say, I like when Bill brings on, like, you know, some guests who are kind of sparred out, dude. Give me a little Van Jones with a little Ann Coulter. Like, that's entertainment, dude. (laughs) I do love how you you haven't brought out a Republican yet, and then the first one you do bring out is Ann Coulter. (laughs) All right. I I, I see what you're doing here, man. I believe when the devil took the form of the serpent to convince Eve to bite the apple, it was in the shape of Ann Coulter. (laughs) I'm almost certain that's what the snake looked like. (laughs) This lady is a creature, man. (laughs) she is a creature dude from below i don't know what hole she crawls out of every like year and a half to just make these appearances it's crazy who listens to this lady that's a rough it's a rough well and and then they try to say like oh yeah every this is the representative of all republicans out there like everybody who ever voted for donald trump this is your spokesman there she's actually a well out a well-known, outspoken anti-Trump Republican. Uh, I think she's kind of one of the old-school Republicans. You know, she has a few detestable um, ways of kind of saying ideas that I agree with. You know, she she just doesn't have the bedside manners that you're looking for <laughs> in a typical con- <laughs> typical conservative. I, and I'm, a rough face to look at to boot. It's all around... <laughs> 
I don't know. She's some. She's a ugly person inside and out, man. I just think she man. might be one of them reptilian Anunnakis that we hear about all the time. You know, if the we see the lizards. Oh, very beautiful for a lizard. Right. Yeah. yeah. The lizards. Some of them just busting out of their human skin. They can't help it. You know. Have you right. seen her, Bill Gates? Oh, Boris. Have you seen the CEO of Pfizer? There are all these videos. Late, more lately than I've seen in a long time, but they've been circulating for a couple of years now. I think his name is, it's not Scott Boris. It's like Boras, you know, B-O-R-A-S. <laughs> he speaks like he's a Boras guy. He's weird, but um, he's the CEO of Pfizer, and there's all these clips of him where he, his like frog lizard membranes are busting out through his neck. He's, yeah, I've seen that. It's dude, like pulsing. Is not swallowing like a human. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> like, this guy's an alien. You don't need Albert any more proof. Borla. Yeah, Borla. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. I mean, come on. Bond villain? Why are all these dudes such Bond villains? I know. That's There's insane. Look at this guy. Who's li- you trust your life to this guy? <laughs> you let him spike you up seven times with an experimental mRNA vaccine? Congratulations, people. <laughs> Dude, I'm yeah. not even joking. Dude, I'm not even joking about this. He's an this. alien, man. This, dude, this is the first thing on his Wikipedia. Listen, people, this is the guy you took the vaccine from. <laughs> El- Albert Bourla, uh, born October 21st, 1961, is an American Greek veterinarian. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Don't take Who's that horse Who's peddling the horse medicine here, Bourla? <laughs> Yes, man. Yes. Holy shit. He's, a, he's not even a real doctor. He's a veterinarian. Yeah, well, they think we're animals too, Mike. That's how they view us at the top. They're hurting well, to us. To be fair, like anybody sheep. not worth a million dollars is pretty much an animal. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true, man. If you're not part of the billionaire class at this point, you're out. You're poor. Yeah, you're scum. You can't. I don't think millionaires are even considered rich at this point. I mean, you guys all listen to a Greek veterinarian. <laughs> yeah, Borla. <laughs> or maybe if you're just a doctor, like a Greek doctor, because all Greeks are animals, you're pretty much a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the guy literally, he's basically a frog. It's crazy the way the videos of him swallowing have been freaking me out. Uh, and and they're, they're getting a lot of traction. So I don't know. Yeah. You, you got to... That's a weird, that's a weird <laughs> one. Weird I mean, you sent me uh, this clip before the show. It really actually made me burst out laughing. It was the uh, evolution, if you will, of the effectiveness <laughs> of the vaccines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My God. How quickly it went from 100% to, well, it gives you heart attacks and strokes. Good luck. It went from 100 to 40 to these are the countries that are banning it. <laughs> that, that's the evolution of the, effect, of, of the effectiveness of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. It went from 100% safe and effective to 40% effective to these are the list of countries that it's banned. Well, you see, folks, the spectrum is this will save your life. To may God have mercy on us all. All right, and that's kind of um, the spectrum we're dealing with here. Only <laughs> Pfizer could save you. To only God could save us now. You know, 
it's kind of crazy where this vaccine takes people. The, the super clip is fantastic. Uh, there's others out there similar to it. Uh, dude, they they really sold people on this will save your life, and I, I truly believe a majority of people for the first two rounds got it because they were scared for their lives. Yeah, I just love it because the people nowadays nobody admits that they believed the vaccine was 100 everybody got it but nobody really thought it worked no you really did believe it worked all the headlines everything nobody could talk you out of getting it because you believe it worked that's why you have two shots in your body and then what happened you started to see those headlines of the efficacy slipping you started to get a little red pilled and you never got your third shot. Well, and then all of a sudden, Bob Saget dies, and like every other comedian and actor you've ever heard of that are like 60 through 80, and you're like, ah, you know what, I'm going to hold off on these experimental gene therapies for a little bit. <laughs> the, nail, the final nail in the coffin was that one comedian chick who was thrice vaccinated, uh, flu shot. That's right. She had the heart, that she had the stroke right on stage. That was a pretty powerful moment. Did you see Amy Schumer this week? She was on a late-night show. And it was all over the news and pop culture oh, websites. Oh, yeah, I tweeted it out. I didn't, know, I didn't know the vaccine also gave you fat face. Well, no. <laughs> Did you see she, she responded to people like you, trolls like yourself, Mike, on the uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. She um, said that she's suffering from an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that's from, Amy. Yes, Maybe the same autoimmune disease that Megyn Kelly is experiencing? Yeah, it could be. Come also, on. I remember a time not too long ago when autoimmune disease was AIDS. Yeah, we used to just, you know, abbreviate it to make it quicker. <laughs> but, you know, nowadays we're into spelling things out like men who have sex with other men, right? Used to be gay guys. I don't know. It's men who have well, sex AIDS, with other men. You can't, you can't admit it's AIDS because of all the conspiracy theorists that were telling you the vaccine was giving you it AIDS. It you AIDS. <laughs> so, so now we have to call back well, out. Refresh. You know. <laughs> we get a record scratch. <clears throat> so <laughs> I never saved it. I got to save one up. We'll have it on the dock <laughs> later. Um, but it, it's pretty wild to me that here we are, right? And people who are prominent public figures, the Megyn Kellys and the Amy Schumers of this world who ha Schumer, did I say that right? Amy Schumer? Already, it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, okay. She but, doesn't deserve respect. But either way, it is kind of interesting to have it so far out in the open that, you know, these ladies have to kind of admit, like, this is what's going on and this is why I got this issue. Uh, Megan Kelly's willing to go far out there and say where she got it from, but then her whole life is attacked by <laughs> Big Pharma. Uh, I was, you know, whereas Amy Schumer's like, no, I have this autoimmune disease that anybody can get. So you know, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's shame the shamers out there, like the dude man Mike who made fun of me on Twitter, <laughs> which is what the story turned into. <laughs> She's the victim, I'm man. She's a victim. Yeah, it's insane. Of what, though? You can't say... That's what's crazy. I would actually feel bad for you if you would just admit you got AIDS from the vaccine, and now you have a fat face. I'd be like, yeah, guys, stop making fun of a fat face. It's from the vaccine. <laughs> you know? But, but the fact that you got paid, you're still running this, this scam, 
I don't care. Everybody can make fun of you. You got a fat face. Dude, but speaking of uh, <clears throat> overprivileged white chicks. Oh, my God. I'm very excited. <laughs> Dude, did you hear about how Taylor Swift, like, became big? Well, are you finally coming around to my theory that she is the clone of the Satanist worshiper? <laughs> because I- Dude, have you heard about this? No. <laughs> did you see Ice Spice? All the imagery of her, she was on the big screen. They were showing Taylor. Ice Spice was next to her. And all the podcasters are talking about it. Uh, Ice Spice is on the Jumbotron and on the main TV screen. And she put up these two uh, devil-worshipping signs on her hands and held up her upside-down cross and basically did a Satanist kind of worship seance thing on screen. And then the next play the defender from the 49ers mysteriously fell running onto the field and got the hamstring injury or whatever, and then the Chiefs won the game. Yeah, I know. And then people say it's not rigged. Well, I'm not talking about rigging. I'm talking about, like, uh, you know, Satan worshipers, you know, calling upon the demons to bring upon their... Either it was Satan or that guy on the sidelines got a call from a mob boss. I was like, hey, you better take a spill. You got one of those heart attack guns you can uh, shoot at the uh, knee of that football player, please? Just give the knee a heart attack. We don't want another Damar Hamlin on our hands. Yeah, we fired that guy. He had a terrible aim. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> dude, Taylor Swift, they were talking about on this podcast how, like, how is she really famous? She's, she's beautiful, but she's just like a basic-looking white girl. She's not that good of a singer. She doesn't even write her own songs. like. If I know anything, her father had some connection to, like, Toby Keith or the dude who just died, actually, I believe, is the one who uh, got her famous. Uh, No, dude. Her dad was this rich Wall Street guy. That's right. He paid for her to record her first demo, and then he spent a million dollars buying those records to move her up the chart. It's called the American Dream, people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and then as she moved up the chart then people started playing her and noticing her yeah that's all it takes right you have to juice the numbers and people think that you're popular so they start to listen too it's the guy dancing alone in the field at the festival right if one guy dances alone nobody's going to join him but the second guy joins in and then the third all of a sudden, everybody everybody wants to join the party. Yeah, I guess that's what he did. He's, he, he, he he started the party. Well, he by paid buying a million. He copies. bought yes, he bought a million second dancers. <laughs> he you need the second guy to dance. He bought a million of them. People saw the million second guys dancing, and they said, "Well, I'm going to dance too." And then the minute she hit number one, George Bush and the CIA showed up at her door for dinner, just for dinner. Right, and also that's when she learned she was the clone of LaVey, the <laughs> Satan worshiper. Like they used to. I'm not gonna lie. Uh.
Yeah, you're taking me back. I was thinking about like the old days of going to the Frontier Days um, festival there for Fourth of July and getting on the old uh, ride where it just spins you in a circle. Gravitron? Not the Gravitron, but the one where everyone gets in their own two-person cart. And Stop right there. First of all, every ride at the carnival, just you go in circles. Yes, I know, but there's one where it would always have the DJ booth, and the guy would be like, hey, DJ this, and then he'd play the whole lot loosely. And then, you know, like, it would, it, oh, yeah, it, you would yeah. see the DJ and you would be in your little two person thing, but it would be like a hundred of them and it would just, yeah, you're right. Everything spins in a circle, but, uh, but I know it like kind of went up and down, up and down just a little, a little bit. Yeah. Nice. You'd have the DJ guy there and, uh, it, yeah, like it, the fabric over the arm. Yes. And always, yeah. always the eighties hair rock music is the best one. Yeah. One oh, of the best, the best tempo. Absolutely. Those are good well, days. You're cheating man. death. You want to cheat death to the 80s. I was going to say, have, when is the last time you've been in one of those carnivals, local carnival things that stop into town? Oh, man. 20? I don't even know. Been a while. Probably, probably like 2000. I don't think I've been to one since the Army. It was about two years ago. I'm and I were cruising back from a night out on the town we had to go to the mall for something, I can't remember, but we ended up uh, having a fun evening, at eating at some local joint and having a few drinks, and as we're cruising back, one of, it was like around 4th of July, but not the week of, so it was a bit bizarre, but at a local mall parking lot, right off the highway, there was one of those Frontier Day-like festival carnivals going on, and we... We just decided to pull in, and we started walking around, and it was jam-packed, and they had some crazy rides, man. I mean, stuff that went pretty high in the air, and we're doing all these crazy loops and what have you, and it was the first time I had been in one of those in a long time, you know? Like, I dig on the uh, Six Flags Great America. Here in Denver, we have our uh, Elitch's Garden, which used to be Six Flags. Same thing. You kind of trust those because they're established places and what have you, but they also have their faults and faulty equipment from time to time. But man, we were perusing this carnival that, you know, mall parking lot set up on a whim over the course of three days, and you got these drugged out meth head carnies running these things, dude. Like, oh, it's not even set up over three days, dude. It took them three days to all arrive, and then after three days of drinking, they set it up in one <laughs> yeah, night. Like, I'm, 12 hours dude, you're looking that shit at got these set up. rickety freaking mechanisms just wobbling around and <laughs> flying in all directions. As a kid, you have no fear. But when you're in your 30s and you're looking at these things like, oh, man, Emma was like, come on, let's go do it. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't think I want to die this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus looking at a carny when you're a kid versus looking at a carny when you're in your 30s. That's oh, a different man. Right. Yeah. As a kid, you, you know? want to be the carny. Right. Yeah. He's got the best <laughs> life. He looks like he's having a blast. You wish you could run the ride, you know? <laughs> he's smiling with the no teeth, just like you at five years old, right? It's almost <laughs> like a bigger version of you. You guys have the pretty much same vocabulary, you know, you're communicating. <laughs> and yeah, same well same hygiene, shower about as often. It's all uh, <laughs> same level, same guy. Just a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> you're 30 and you're like, I got to trust my life to that guy? 
Frightening, dude. I would have trusted the valet in my car. I gotta say, it, it had been a while since I really was around a scenario like that, and we went on a couple rides. I was a bit uneasy about the whole experience, and I realized this is kind of one of those gateways or moments or, you know, passageways, if you will, where you realize you, you've entered a new phase of your adulthood or life. You know, like, I'm in this rink dink thing. I've surpassed the moment of fearing for my life because I've already made the choice, but then I'm in it, I'm like, this thing's disgusting. Nobody's cleaned this thing in years. <laughs> like, it's covered in spit and vomit and shit. And like, it's just like, that this guy is hasn't washed his own body in a week. <laughs> what are the chances he's washed the ride? Has anyone Windexed this or anything? Like, <laughs> nothing, man. This thing is fucking filthy. What am I doing in here? I mean, I'm no liberal, but in a, in a post-pandemic world, I mean, come on. <laughs> They got the germs. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys not heard of the new variant? What the fuck? Oh, man. I don't get caught off a guard in these uh, surprise situations anymore. I, I depend on apps nowadays, Mike. I'm a digital man in a digital <laughs> world. And so I make sure that when I want to spend my money and put my business where it matters, I uh, I know where I'm going, so I downloaded the app that I assume everybody has, you as well, Blap. Do you have Blap, dude? The what? I thought I sent you this, man. There's I thought a... we were... No, I, I just got onto Jive. What are you talking hey, about? Hey, where's Jive at? Dude, still no Jive. <laughs> or not even Jive. Jive's the... Jive was your name. What was the... I know. Was that stupid one? We'll never remember, but we'll always remember Jive. <laughs> what was the name? It was, it was like suspect or something. <laughs> that should be. <laughs> uh, it should be hood. I don't know what. It... Oh, dude, hood talk. <laughs> Come on. Or That's great crib notes. What's going on here? Was it a... <laughs> Wasn't that what it was? <laughs> crib notes. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to cut off half the population right there. You, know? you got no bloods. <laughs> no, What's a well, conversation with no bloods in it? You know? That's crib notes, actually. It's I was going crib. Was it? The... <laughs> 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 Sorry, got to watch those consonants these days. Oh man, no, we asked for diggers, man. Diggers! Dig- How many more times are we gonna ask you for it? Close the border. We'll try again <laughs> next year. It's terrible. Well, speaking of uh, new culture sneaking over, I have a clip actually that I wanted to play for you. We could stop it at any time. It's just so absurd, but it made me thinking of. Uh, made me thinking of think about. Sports eventually being taken over, and how uh, two years ago we talked about uh, Dusty Baker, who was the manager over at the Houston Astros. He had a kind of uh, an issue with the fact that they were there in the World Series and there were no African American players on either side of the ball clubs. Uh, it, it ended up being that there were all these Dominicans and Haitians <laughs> and you know, various groups. Oh, yeah. yeah, remember, it was like a huge deal uh, for this guy. Um, and so I thought, well, well, you know, what we need is new sports, right? And so, Mike, um, dude, this is for you. You're going to love this. 
Two Colorado high school seniors have a passion for the game of cornhole, or as Janae calls it, bags? Bags. 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 I've never heard bags. that one before. Anyway, they're talented. <laughs> oh, but you heard cornhole, you faggot? Yeah, I should have figured. <laughs> you can tell this is coming from Colorado. <laughs> First ever college scholarships to play the game competitively. Uh, what the? <laughs> shut the fuck up. ABC's Jacqueline Lee is here now with their story. Jacqueline, good Division one college sports, football, <laughs> basketball, and baseball may come to mind, but what about cornhole? Basically like a, a sport that doesn't take a lot of fitness. What's crazy is your edits on the record scratch are way better than that professional. I know. I have. I should have used my own, but I was giving it up to them. I, I wanted you to hear, hear the difference. Yeah, there you go. Hammond and Jackson Remick just received college scholarships to play the sport at Winthrop University in South Carolina. The first ever scholarship in cornhole. I really think cornhole, though it may not seem like it's a very intense game, it can get really intense and like there's a lot of different strategies. The duo. It's a hard audio to hear because the young- A lot of different strategies? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, and I was going to say, hard to hear because from what I saw in the background of this Zoom call that he was doing, it looked like the bro was on a ski trip with his homies <laughs> on some mountain. <laughs> some oh, no, he was walking. doing winter mountain training for cornhole. <laughs> you got to go to the high altitude, get the low blood flow, and then, uh, you know, get <laughs> then when you're competing in the cornhole, you, you have all the maximum energy you could possibly. You know, I'm sure he out. was training at high altitude, but sleeping in a, one of those chambers where they could pressurize it. <laughs> That's right. Same thing to as help LeBron. speed up the recovery. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just optimizing his performance for cornhole. I can't believe this, dude. Has been officially labeled as two of the country's best high school players by the American Cornhole. This is literally like, like your drunk dad who's handy with tools and <laughs> builds you this set. And then you guys all just fuck around during a family party. Oh, dude, how far away are we from a scholarship for Stump? For what? Stump is the game where a bunch of alcoholics try to hit a nail in the stump of a tree. With a hammer? How's <laughs> <laughs> that a game? What do you mean? You could do anything when you're drunk. Uh, all right. But this cornhole's a drunk game, dude. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, this is. Uh, how far away are we from this being an Olympic event? Look up Google Stump right now. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Is that that video? <laughs> is that that video that was going around where there's like two lines of dudes? And they each take a turn hitting the nail with the hammer. Yes, that's but like stump. No, but, but like none of them can hit it. It's called stump. Yes, that's what you do. Because the drunker you get, the harder it is to hit that nail. Oh, you have to flip the hammer exactly. and catch it? It's called stump. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, this just sounds like a lot of... Wow. I'm telling that's you, gay. 10 years, here's my prediction. 10 years, stump, Olympic game. I guarantee it. It's going to be the Olympics. Dude, I bet you $100 I could beat you in this game. Absolutely you could, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. This is just a game that nobody who works for a living plays. Well, how often do you swing a hammer completely intoxicated? <sighs> Every day I'm working. <laughs> folks, that's all you need to know about the union. All right? <laughs> you clearly haven't been on a union job site. Man. These guys are shit-faced by 1 o'clock. 
And they, don't. they don't get started working until 2. That's when the overtime <laughs> kicks in. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I picked the wrong profession. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, baby, but everybody's got their vice, and they're, they're very well into it by 1 o'clock, you know, right, and they're well. still swinging hammers. Either way, I, f- I thought, you know, you know me, I'm a Colorado man. I loved every moment of this news piece. Program this and win championships. What does it feel like to be trailblazers? I mean, this trailblazers. <laughs> oh you guys are you guys are heroes. <laughs> You're going down in the in the history books. <laughs> trailblazers you're you're the jackie robinson of cornhole (laughs) i use jackie robinson in honor of our black history month brethren i was gonna ask are these guys black no 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 it's too so okay this is why i wanted to play this clip right yeah i'm gonna give it to you guys out there woke world you're right this is white privilege Psycho, dude. I was thinking the same fucking thing. This is this right here is the whitest of privileges I have ever heard of in my entire life. We, Ace, we all said there's no such thing as white privilege, and a Colorado said, "Hold my martini." <laughs> martini? What are you from Chicago? It's an espresso teeny or uh, what is it? teeny espresso? What do they do? Uh, uh teeny. Teeny Martini? No, what is it? Marspresso? I can't remember what the term is. Marspresso? <laughs> what are you talking about? Everyone's doing the uh, espresso martinis. That can't be a thing. You need to look up our... Where are you from, bro? How, how bored are we as a population? No, I want to get drunk and be hyped up on caffeine, dude. Come on. <laughs> how else do I want to live? Oh, this is disgusting. Yeah, espresso martinis. That's what all the uh, ladies are into these days. Oh, God, ladies, stop. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad uh. you are psycho with me on this one, my man. Yes. Is Does anything else scream white okay. privilege? Come on. <laughs> I, I, I actually, where's Ibram X. Kendi? You're right. I give it to you. Here Listen, you go, just man. because Kevin and Ryan got into college on a cornhole scholarship and <laughs> there they studied the musical lyrics of Taylor Swift, that does not mean there's white privilege. No, that's not white privilege. <laughs> so I, I believe this, I will count this as white privilege until we start bringing in the Dominicans to uh, take over the sport. Then, then the oh, game changes. Oh, good call. When do the migrants take over as the cornhole champions? We start giving them scholarships, right? And they get to forego the education to, you know, go professional as cornhole champions. Come on, whole man. This is the end of America. Cornhole? Are you kidding me? Come on. A scholarship for cornhole? Yeah, that's right. Like, I don't know, man. If, as a parent, are you really proud of that? <laughs> You know? Maybe. I mean, it's free. You're getting free money. Yeah, but now you have to tell all your friends that your kid got a scholarship. Yeah, well, you're telling... For cornhole. Maybe your kid hit the jackpot by being the ultimate scamster, and, you know, he's getting all this free education, and I guarantee these are parents who could have afforded 
his education probably in the first place. Oh, guaranteed. So guaranteed. They are riding. Who gave this- you that idea? The fact that the kid had such a good life, he grew up playing cornhole. Yeah, no, this is what I'm saying. It's the it's the <sighs> two moms right now clinging their espresso martinis together, celebrating and all the money they saved, uh, getting their kids a free ride to college because they can toss a fucking sack of beans into a hole in some wood. That's insane. Welcome to America. Hey. But people, we're the greatest country in the world. Like, this is where <laughs> your dreams can happen, man. You can toss a sack of beans into a hole in some wood and, and be famous, man. This is crazy. Uh, those same kids, take, born in Russia, they're on their way to Ukraine right now to fight. <laughs> Just got drafted. You're not doing this in South America or Africa or China. Oh, you're throwing bags of beans, but they're 80 pounds and you're throwing them onto a truck. To survive. That's your job. Yeah, so you need to live. (laughs) You're going to do it a thousand times a day for one (laughs) dollar. A little different. Same principle. No scholarship. God, for a scholarship. Oh, it's crazy, man. A scholarship. Dude, come on, man. That's insane. And and we wonder why we're falling behind China in the cyber warfare. (laughs) Why are they dominating us? I don't get it. Scholarships are cornhole.